what up, what up, what up, y'all? Y'all now tapped in to the Full Disclosure Show, where we tell it like a T.I.S. You know what it is. Derek Lamont with the first. Big Dick Daphne, Bobby Rich Green, and the little lady of the house, Lisa Lisa. Back at you one more again, man. What it do, what it do, uh, team? Hey, man, it's Scorpio season, man. Damn, damn Scorpio. Yeah, happy belated birthday to X. Yesterday was my pop's birthday. Oh, happy happy birthday, birthday, pops. Speaking of pops, man, you know what I'm saying? We lost a, a giant, a legend, John Weatherspoon, one of the funniest dudes ever. Did it highly, highly underrated. We talking about the, the code and some of the most iconic roles. And he, he, he take a small role and make it so iconic that you can't think about that mm -hmm. without him. You know what I mean? That and that that's what we we used to talk about MCs that you know the mark of a great MC is to take a little bar and, and make it so memorable. And he was like like that in the movie scene, man. One of the I seen him live at the improv, one of the funniest live stands I'd ever seen. Dude killed it. So you know what I'm saying? He's a legend and he will be, you know, missed, but to your credit, you always said he was I've said it, he you was he's one of the most he's one of the most he's one of the dudes every time I see him, whether it be in an interview uh, uh, whatever, you know what I mean? Pops on the boondocks. Man, just the funniest. One of the funniest. One of the funniest. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Man. <laughs> hey, he stole the scene every time. He, every, he, time. every time. He was on the camera, every time. He stole the scene, so. Who was your favorite uh, character? I, you know, even though it was a short, small character, uh, he talked about this in Boomerang. Mm -hmm. I, I believe that's where he really stuck. In people's head, but he said that they were over budget, and he <clears throat> everything he did was improv. Mm -hmm. And Eddie Murphy said he wasn't gonna do this movie unless they kept his scenes in there. So he was like, without that push, you right, would probably right. even talk about John with a spoon, you know. But I mean, who Grandpa on the <laughs> Boondocks too, though? That's that's my favorite. I heard somebody almost got you pussy butt. <laughs> <laughs> What about you? What was yours? I think one of my favorite characters was Pops off the Wayans the, Brothers. The Wayans Brothers, uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. What but, about uh, you, D? Oh, it's Bulldogs, man, no doubt. Pops on Bulldogs. Just the funniest, man. His, you know, his, his, all his little, and he just, he just kills it, man. He, <laughs> he just did. kills it, you know what I'm saying? So, I just love it. It's like, I, I just, I posted my favorite one when he, when he was uh, on the weed. They, they went, he, uh, they they prescribed him all these pills and he got the the bud and they told him he can't. It was like man, studies say fuck them studies. He's <laughs> <laughs> a classic man, so we will he will be missed. Hey, rest in peace, John Yes, indeed. Seems like really using all the good actors, uh, good comedians. Yeah, you see what the son. I, I love what the son had to say. It was just like you know, he loved his pop so much. It was just it was hard to even. Put in words like to even be sad just because of the great relationship that they had, even though it came as a surprise. Right, but you know he 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 man was seventy seven years old. You know what I mean? He, he might he has some years left. I hope they can. I hope they still can bring the new Boondocks out. You know yeah, what I mean? Well, yeah. And even if he ain't in it, they they should kill him in the you know have his funeral Ooh, in the show. Yeah. I think that would be live. They probably have stink meter come and do it. <laughs> <laughs> What you gonna do? What you yeah, gonna man. do? Y'all millennials don't know nothing but the Bulldogs. Y'all better tap into it. But uh, without further ado, we got in here. What's up, son? What's up, Miss Transia Staples? What's up? Who, who else we got in here? Patrick Bubble Boy. Patrick Cole. Bubble Boy Cole. What it do? What it do? Yes, indeed. We about to get. We about to go ahead and get into proceeding this evening. We're gonna go ahead and start off with the social media post of the week. Since we was already just talking about it before <laughs> the cameras came on. You know, we'll talk about that. Well, social media post of the week, y'all. We're going to talk about some Kanye West. Mr. Donald Trump's second hand. Kanye West <laughs> has now uh, moved from doing secular music to only doing gospel music, uh, according to what he's saying. So this week he came out with a brand new album. Uh, Kanye West dropped Jesus is King. And... Um, you know, I have not listened to any other tracks on it, you know, but I got it in here, you know, uh, in my, I've downloaded it on title. I haven't checked it out yet, only because I like to give music a listen. Matter of mm, fact, I want to listen to it myself. Yeah, just, just to see what's going on. But uh, So I can get a good tickle. 
So um, he did an interview. Actually, he was with James Corden, and he was on a plane. It was kind of a, you know how they do carpool karaoke? Mm. They did an airplane karaoke. He kind of explained, like, one of the things he said was, last year he made $115 million, and he was broke. He said he filed his taxes, and once he went to gospel and doing uh, right by God, he got a $68 million <laughs> tax return. So he's like, you know, he's being taken care of from that. And, um, you know, he wants people to uh, learn from his mistakes. He also said that um, that he's going to go back to a lot of his old music and any of the negative lyrics, he's going to plug in more positive lyrics, clean lyrics. So, you know, it probably changed from... Uh, <laughs> I ain't saying she a gold digger, but yeah. she ain't messing with no broke triggers. I don't know what he gonna be saying. <laughs> and she ain't messing with no little figures or something. But uh, he gonna go back and change that. So it's like uh, he's done a complete 180 from what he was doing before to now. And uh, I know we can sit here and say, I, I don't know Kanye. None of us really know Kanye West. You know, you, you, you know the persona, the character he's been. If you watch the growth or the, the the art of Kanye and different things that he's son, said in the amalgamation of the person that he is now, you kind of see that he's always marched to the beat of a different drummer. You know, even going back to when he was saying, hey, I'm a superstar. It might not be my first album. It might not be my second, but my third album would be number one. I'm going to be the best in this industry. You know me as a dope producer, but I used to make wax beats. I mean, he said some stuff that was very inspiring. Then we understand that when he went over and he was doing this thing for Donald Trump. And then, you know, he just, he put out a generalization. We all have our times where we do generalizations. But he said that, uh, like, all black people are just vote democratically, democratic voters. Like, no diversity in how we think or there's no individuality in what we think. Instead of thinking that people are voting in their best interest, which most people do, he was saying it more like a blanket thing and saying, like, you know, we're brainwashed and he's on the Trump train the whole night and he's still on that. However, I really, this could be me. I'm not saying what he's doing is disingenuous. He could be honest <coughs> what he's doing. But with changing the lyrics, let's say you don't own a publishing on what you did prior. What a lot of artists do, artists do they re-record. They might do a live album when they re-record the music because now the royalties go directly to you. Now, maybe I'm wrong, but I believe this might be a play where he's going to make sure that the royalties come to him Further on, I think he's doing it genuinely, but he's not a fool either. And uh, I think Kanye has tapped into something. I think he's saying, hey, the more I do this, the more popular I become or the more acceptable I am in mainstream America. Not not with, not with us, but with America as a whole, white America. Let's just call it what it What's is. What's up, Sharenia Thomas? Real so, quick, she just said Kanye West is confused on people as a whole. Okay, and I, I would have to agree with that. All you know, let's say all his roles, partners in crime, boomerang. Oh, he's talking about uh, this is uh, Patrick of Boy Cole said his favorite uh, John Witherspoon, part, partners in crime, boomerang, vampire in Brooklyn. I forgot that. Yeah. Yeah. Great job, and Boondock. So, um, but get back to Kanye. You know, I think this is just a confused individual who just happens to be very eccentric and very rich, and he's allowed to run around, and people aren't. Once, once you lose that grounding, which I believe was his mother, um, down to West, you know, he's he's able to just be left to his own devices, totally unchecked. So that's, that's just me. I, and Lisa, what's your, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, I definitely think ever since his mother has passed, Kanye West has lost his damn mind. And he just gets more and more eccentric with time. You know, when you're rich, instead of being right. crazy, you're just eccentric, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think that um, the things that he are do is doing is not genuine. I just think that it's just uh, clout chasing, as they say. And he is very confused, and he's very, he's very fucked up. <laughs> and um, as they say, once you get with them damn Kardashians, <laughs> you're saying no telling them what is to come of you. And I think that he is actually brainwashed. And I think that he uh, is living out every stereotype that there is possibly that they say about us. I, I also think that I also think that he hate himself being a black man. Wow. 
a lot of the things that he do is is very condescending to the black community. You know, some a lot of the clothes that he puts out, they look like slave clothes. <laughs> Those the clothes that we see <coughs> when we see the movies with slaves yeah, in them. And right, you know, right. You know what I'm saying? The shoes that he that he puts out. So I think that he's like literally clowning us, you know, we're the joke and Really, he's a joke because he thinks that he belongs to the other side, but they just laughing at your ass, making a fool of yourself, making a fool of us. Yeah. And I will say, you know, as crazy as he is, sometimes he makes some valid points. He but, do. Sometimes. Uh, I ain't going to lie. You know, he do. And I've always said this. The crazier you seem to everybody else might be the more sane you are. So he might be the sanest person on the planet because he seems totally insane. Patrick Bubba Boy Cole said Kanye is a narcissist. Any attention he gets, whether it's positive or negative, he feeds off of it. Derek? Well, uh, I mean, I agree with what Bubba Boy Cole said. I I think, I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, we, we uh, write people off sometimes as crazy. I don't even want to say he's crazy, but he's definitely came a long way from George Bush doesn't like black people. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Which endeared him to was Exactly. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, to go from that to arm in arm with Donald Trump, like, is, 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 is mind-boggling, you know, too. I just, you know, people take what, just not the, what these celebrities have to say, and they put so much stock into it. Like, you know what I mean? As far as the gospel album, I mean, I, I, I do want to give it a listen just be, just out of curiosity, but, you know, it go, it's like, you know, people say, well, he's a free thinker, but you got liposuction because... Mm-hmm. Of the pressure of the outs, you know, so called, you know, people. Oh, I got to get life, but no, you're not a free thinker. How are you a free thinker <laughs> and you making Jesus as king? You know what I mean? He was, he was free. Yeah, you know. So, you know, it's like, you know, he he just seems like one of them guys who just says whatever and thinks that because he's saying he's saying what some people want to say that makes him somehow. Uh, uh, independent thinker or free thinker or cut against the grain when he, he's actually just he's becoming more of what like you say he's he's wealthy now he's, you know what I mean he's living a privileged life with white people you know in what was, where is he was it Boise where was he where was he living yeah, at yeah, he's in middle America he, yeah he's uh you know and, and Wisconsin somewhere I forget where he's at and something like that and uh he's adapted to his environment he's looking out for his own self-interest and being yeah, narcissistic yeah so I, I think he i just i just wish people would wouldn't take so much stock in the bullshit he say because it's just that it's just bullshit i think he's also a patsy he's uh, a patsy for the cause and they use him well it's an indictment on us as a culture that we allow or I think we're the only ones who allow our superstars to dictate how we see ourselves or how we think America sees us. We have to stop putting so much importance in the entertainment. Well, I don't think it's us necessarily. I think the danger with, especially somebody like Kanye, who has achieved a greater uh, uh, crossover audience. When Kanye West says shit like this to white people, you know what I mean? They take it as the gospel because it's coming because it's coming from a, you know, boy Kanye West said it. You know what I mean? And you know, let me read real quick. We got a comment on here as I'm. I got the watch party going on. Uh, Serena also says I believe Kanye is playing with the spirits, as you just mentioned for publicity, and it will backfire. Those who those. Let me say, laugh out loud, those are jailhouse shoes. <laughs> Trump's son laughing. What's up, Marcus Johnson? Papa Trump. Uh, Derek Gray said, Kanye has recreated and rebranded himself so many times, it's difficult to pinpoint his true intentions. Patrick Boy Cole said, now he is talented and very intelligent, but he still thinks he has to play up to the white powers that be. That's pretty deep. And Marcus Johnson said, what's up, y'all? I remember back in 04, you mentioned the thing, what he said about uh, George Bush doesn't like black people. And then, I don't know, was it Trevor Noah or it was someone like that who said, well, what makes you think Donald Trump does? Uh, also, at that time, there were people saying they felt he did that for publicity. 
So now you're saying the exact opposite now. So who who knows? This rebranding, maybe he's trying to do what Madonna has done over the years, rebranding themselves, but he's using it. He's he's been uh he's gaslighting. Every time he does something, he's gaslighting, whether it's invigorating a negative stereotype or invigorating a positive stereotype or what have you, I think that he's that's just him. I right. I don't know if he has no intentions. When what Dale said about the, it's hard to get what his intentions are. I don't know if he has any specific intention. When I he think says his intention said. is to stay up on top and to stay rich. I think when Kanye West first came out, Kanye West was hot. He was a hot thing. Mm-hmm. Now Kanye West has cooled down. Nobody thinks about Kanye West. Nobody cares about Kanye West really. When they do see Kanye West, is he's now associated with Kim. He's well, he not a company. You, yeah, you do, he but but company. is anybody talking about Kanye West when he's not doing shit like this? Nobody's talking about Kanye West until he does something. So I think he's yeah. just trying to keep himself relevant in order to keep his money where he feels That's he, a good point. He That's what you it. do as an entertainer. You got to do that. Supposed to do it. Yeah, but you you it's a way to do it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Well, he's I, all I, just, messy I didn't say it was the right way. Right, I yeah. just said that's he he's doing what what you need to do in order to have relevancy. You want to stay relevant. You know, um to be able to get mentions and uh attention and free publicity. I mean, Donald Trump's playbook is to say the craziest thing because he gets a lot of free advertising. He didn't have to buy spots when he was running for president. Because they were talking about just how outlandish he was. And Kanye West does the same thing. Why not? Kanye West is doing the same thing. So maybe we need to start saying the most outlandish things. You know what I'm saying? Like, I went roller skating with aliens last night. (laughs) (laughs) But I think Kanye is is the smartest, smartest non-smart person that you're ever going to see. Yeah. He, He really takes what he says as the gospel. Once again, no pun intended. And he puts it out there for the world. But I really think a lot of his stuff is rooted in total ignorance. Mm-hmm. Kanye is the type of person who sounds smart to a dumb person. And, and I, I, I do think, you know, y'all mentioned about his mom, but losing his mom. But it's, it's more than that. When we made the uh, statement before, you know, he doesn't have any black women in his life at this moment, as far as I know. You know what I mean? I think that has probably a definite his effect. His maid probably black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably, but uh, you know it's just crazy. Like he's, you know, he's doing him. I mean, like like I said, you you you, you know he don't he is one of the few cats that can, you know, he doesn't need the publicity. Mm-hmm. So man, you say you just said it, he got a billion dollar company. You ain't I haven't seen no Kanye West commercials mm-hmm. for his shoe. Have you seen the Kanye West commercial? See what I'm saying? So you building a brand. You you can produce records forever for other people. You know what I mean? You know, he doesn't have to keep his name out there to make money like maybe somebody else do or like a politician who needs votes. You know, he does it because, you know, it's funny. It's a fame is a funny thing. You know what I'm saying? And it's hard to anticipate how people will react to fame. You know, you see people like, ah, I don't want, I don't want, you know, people following me around, da, da, da. And then when they stop following you, you do anything, everything to get them to follow you again. You know what I mean? So it's a, it's a crazy thing. What's up, Lamont? What you say, Lisa? Clout chasing, right? Yeah, that's what it is. That's, and that's basically what it boils down to, I think. All right, so yeah, we. I'm. I'm gonna listen to this album. I, I made up my mind. That I, I do want to listen to it as well. Hey man, the, the, he, his his choir is, is is fly. Did you see his choir on that plane? Yeah, they yeah got they, 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 he got a whole little choir. You know, they fire. I I ain't gonna lie. I wish I had. Kanye I never. I never could not <laughs> knock him on the music side. You know what I mean? Oh, he, he, he he can he do the music. music. Hey, and my <laughs> beautiful dark twisted fantasies is one of the best albums ever made. Yeah, he is uh, a me, good, good musician. Down. He's a good producer, great producer. I give him he that. He just need to real keep his real. motherfucking cum dumpster shut. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, watch checking out D Full Disclosure Soul Deckling My Way. The first Dick Dazzly, Bobby Rich Green, Lisa Lisa, little lady of the house. We want to thank everybody for tuning in, joining us, and uh, we're gonna go ahead and move right along. Miss Lisa Lisa, talk to us. So I want to talk about alcoholism. And how um, how serious alcoholism is. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I don't think we talk about that enough. And I just, 
I just experienced something. I just experienced a loss in the in the straw, and it was through alcoholism. Excuse me, it was through alcoholism. Okay. Now it was other things that you know right from alcoholism, and it was a downside, down little spiral. Okay. But what I'm what I say that to, to say that if these people had to stop drinking. In the beginning, they still would be here today. And I think alcoholism is me personally speaking from my personal experience. It's a generational curse in my family. And we lost a lot of people in our family because of alcoholism. And it didn't really, I didn't really think about it. You know, I mean, I thought about it, but I didn't think in depth about it like, damn. Like this, this alcohol is so strong, has such a strong hold on people that even when you're almost dying and the doctor tells you, you know, if you stop drinking, you you can live, you can live yeah. but, but you can't. Damn. I oh, just got don't. some bad news. I need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I think that people, people just undermine or just look away when it comes to alcoholism. You know what I'm saying? And you look at somebody as drinking, but drinking is almost normal. And you're kind of shunned upon if you don't drink. And to, and to have to have a, some sort of disease or some sort of ailment that's killing you, and you can't even put a drink down long enough to help yourself heal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That, that leaves some sort of mental... <laughs> mental disorder to me and it just and I drink myself but I don't feel like I'm an alcoholic and then you have the functioning alcoholics and then you have just the alcoholics and people feel like because somebody can get up and they pay their bills and they or they go to work but they still drinking you still drinking at work at work, oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you can right. still go around and do things, Correct. and but you drink, you don't consider yourself to be an alcoholic. You get a little taste. You know what I'm saying? But somebody <laughs> that drinks every day, and let's say they don't go to work, or their whole life evolves around where they're going to get their next drink, that's an alcoholic. But what is the difference? You Real quick, we got some comments. Serena Thomas said, right, Lisa, good point. I know Patrick Bubba Cole just said something. He said about 20 years ago, I lost a good friend to alcoholism, a car accident. You know, because those are people who can't stop drinking. Yeah, I mean, and really, really, you don't, you're not, how many stories have you heard where somebody smoked some crack, somebody smoked or shot up some heroin or smoked some weed, got in a car and crashed and, and kill somebody or hurt themselves. But you hear that story over and over again with alcohol. So I just think that we need to start taking a look at alcoholism and start really knowing what alcoholism is. Uh So I think a lot of our friends, a lot of our family members, a lot of ourselves are alcoholics, but because we are functioning alcoholics, we don't consider ourselves to be alcoholics. But alcoholism is real and it's a hard thing to to overcome. It's, it is. That chemical dependency. Yeah. You know, we, you know, I've had alcoholics in my family. You know, and I, you know, you use the term generational curses. I think just certain people have triggers. It's just like, you know, when people say diabetes runs in my family. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't. Bad eating habits does. Yeah. Uh, alcoholism runs in my family. No, it doesn't. Not being able to cope with things and not talking things out, not seeking help. That runs in your family. So you're probably predisposed to become an alcoholic because none of the issues you're having are being addressed in the proper way. You know, people drinking, gambling, all those addictions normally are to are, are distractions from mm-hmm. what's really going on with you, what's really eating at you. And, um, you know, you would say, well, why wouldn't you stop? You're losing your family, you're losing jobs, you're getting DUIs, you're spending all this money. Well, once you start going down that rabbit hole, you just continue to do it. And I believe people get that, oh, woe is me. And then some people really can't help it. You know, that's why Alcohol Anonymous, uh, Alcoholic Anonymous is there. You know, they got a great 12-step program. I think that 12-step program needs to be put in a lot of different other places. It to be eating the whole nine. But when it comes to alcoholism, you got somebody saying, if you don't stop this, you're going to die. You know, 
what do you want as far as the quality of life? Or how selfish is that if you have a family that you don't even consider them in that and you still want to continue to do what you want to do to self-medicate? But once you're, it's not just, okay, I need a drink. Your body becomes dependent upon it. It's like any drug. After a while, you have uh, withdrawals. If you don't drink, you might actually get sick. You know, if you, you mentioned heroin. If you don't do heroin, you could die after you get your body addicted to it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have people who collapse and die from this type of stuff. So, you know, it's a, it's a very difficult thing. And, you know, uh, like you said, I drink too. But, you know, I'm a social drinker. Yeah. I just happen to be very social. <laughs> <laughs> I socialize a lot, y'all. So, uh, no, not, not really. On, on the weekends, though. Uh, but I'm around people who, who can't help themselves but drink, 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 drink. And I'm like, what? how could you wake up first thing in the morning and you need to take a drink? And then they think that you can't smell it. These alcoholics, people who are really addicted, they could take the smallest sip of an, alcohol, of an alcoholic drink and they smell like they've been drinking all day. Oh, they don't even mm. have to do that. I know... I mean, I know you someone that would wake up at five o'clock in the morning, and you wake up, you look over and they be sitting on the couch, drinking. And wow. it was crazy because growing up, this person they weren't an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. They were they didn't even drink, and then they became a social drinker, and then from social drinking they just became just a fucking drunk. drunk. So and every time you see them. They were drinking, on their way to drinking, or they were passed out from drinking. And then when they wake up, five o'clock in the morning, they be the only ones up. But they be drinking, yeah. and then it becomes, a, like, your persona, your personality. Mm-hmm. You know, like when people remember you or people talk about you, they always <laughs> talk about. Oh, well, yeah, you know, they'll be drinking their beer and cooking. They be drinking their wine and cleaning. Mm-hmm. You know. And I sit back and I look like, damn, like, I don't want that to be my legacy. Yeah, what you, yeah, what you, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you sitting there, oh, every time she would get on the show and she get the cleaning or she get the driving, she got a beer, you know, she got a glass of wine. Yeah. I mean, so it just really gives you a, a aha moment. It was kind of like a slap in the face. Mm-hmm when you sit back and you analyze the situation as a whole? Well, you know, I, I, I just think it's coping mechanisms for people. That's what they use to cope. People have sex addictions, you know. Mm-hmm. There's people addicted to lying. You ever miss somebody who just lie all the time? It's just like... Oh, my God. It, it's just like, you know, we all have addictive behaviors, but, you know, when you when it's something that's killing you, it's probably hard to let go. D, you've been quiet over there, man. What's your thought? Uh, well, Serena just Serena Thomas just said I lost my partner from alcohol, functioning, worked every day, thirty years, died May twenty eighth. Sorry to hear that. But um, you know, alcoholism. Y'all said a whole lot. I want to try to maybe touch on everything. For one, to me, alcoholism is the most is the hardest to to reform from because it's everywhere. Like you know what I mean? Alcoholism is embedded in this fabric of whatever we do like you know you can't go anywhere and not you go to your son's six year birthday party and somebody gonna put a bottle out you know what i mean don't judge me <laughs> and uh and i too you know my, my dad was an alcoholic from what i understood from what mama said and my stepdad was an alcoholic you know what i mean i have alcoholism throughout my family and as a young man i was a big drinker you know what I mean? 14, 15, 16 years old. You know, I was probably an alcoholic. You know what I mean? I drank it. I, you know, I drank cold hot 40s in the morning when you wake up. Like, that's alcoholism. You know what I mean? And it got to a point where my body was like, no, you can't do it. You can't do this. And I just listened. You know, and I stopped drinking for years. Now I, I started back again. But I never was never like that before, like I was before. And to the point now where I don't even want to drink. You know what I mean? Like, I could drink. It's, it's not like, oh, it's calling me, but I just rather not, man. And I think it goes to something what you said is when you talk about how you feel about yourself. And uh, I did a video on, uh, on this, man. It's on my, on my YouTube channel. Y'all can check that out on my square when I talk about true love. You know what I'm saying? Truly loving yourself. You know what I mean? We say we love ourselves, but like if you're in a relationship with somebody 
and they abusing you and not taking care of you, you'll say, how can you love me and you treat me like this? You know what I mean? But we do it to ourselves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We abuse, we're in an abusive relationship with ourselves. We do things to ourselves, including drinking, eating, that harm ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That, and, and we, 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 um, make excuses why we do it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I need to do this. I had a rough day. I got to have a drink or whatever, whatever. And it gets to the point where you're doing things that hurt yourself. You can't truly love yourself. Like you said, you would get clown. You know what I mean? Like I've seen people who were, were alcoholics recovering eight, nine years and go somewhere and they say, oh, no, nah, I ain't had a drink. Hey, y'all, come on. You know what I'm saying? Oh, have, you know, I, and I've seen, I've seen this happen. You know, like ah, come on, have a drink. In just one drink, nah. You be obviously, right. yeah. You this person can't. You know what I mean? So a lot of times, there's a lot of peer pressure to drink. You see commercials, beer commercials. You know what I mean? It's it's a tricky slope. It, it's the gateway drug. I used to want to say marijuana was the gateway drug. No, it's alcohol. We all started with alcohol. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uncle, here, boy, put some hair on your chest. You know what I'm saying? It, it's a and. It, it, and there's a lot that has to do with not just how you feel about yourself, but perception. You know what I mean? You everybody they talk about the alcohol. Everybody, you know, drinking, having a having. You know, some people just can't just say no. I mean, some people can't be sociable drinking. Some people can't just have a drink on the weekend. Some people have to drink every day. Like, you know, I don't know. Like my body wouldn't allow me to drink like that. It hey, just, Chad, hold your thought. Chad Whitfield said I made Remy VSOP. The devil, first one there, last one to leave. He went on to say, "Why is it called spirits? You know, why uh, they yeah. call it spirits?" For and Serena Thomas also said, seven DUIs, breath machine to start the car, three-day intervention, ankle bracelet to detect alcohol, twelve-step meetings, DUI, place jail time, and still drunk himself to death, and prostate cancer. Whoa! Wow! wow. That's heavy. That is. But see, what's, what type of, for lack of a better term, what type of demons was that person dealing with deep down? Or what did they feel like they couldn't overcome that they want to do that? It's, it's got to be something deeper than yeah, Of course it is. So of course it is. Of course, especially when you at that level. Yeah. When you done had seven DUIs, like, you know, I know a guy at work that had like seven or eight DUIs. You know, you know, just like. At a certain point, they're like, motherfucker, give me this goddamn license. What is, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You, well, if they want you to drink and drive, why do bars have parking lots? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I knew someone that they were they were young. They were around my age. And they're so bad. I haven't seen them. I'm lying. I seen them a few months ago, maybe earlier in the year, and they still was messed up. But they would get so drunk that they would earl and then drink it. Because For those who doesn't know what Earl alcohol. means, Earl means to oh to, to, to vomit. But they were, it was alcohol, so they would drink it. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like they would that they would, yeah, but they would be but, so messed up when they do it, they wouldn't even realize what they were doing. Man, and another thing I want to point out, y'all stop giving these babies alcohol. Mm -hmm. You, I see so many Rubbing times on their gums. in our community. Where they want to get these babies, they put their rubber on the gums mm -hmm. when they tee it. They stick the pacifier and the alcohol. Oh, they want to give them the baby some beer because they drink. Oh, come drink some beer out of grandma's cup. That's and then wonder why the kids is 12 years old drinking beer. You already didn't predispose this child to <laughs> fucking alcohol. Y'all stop giving these kids alcohol. I mean, it's such a horrible feeling. To be drunk, there's nothing. I mean, I mean, talk about pissy drunk, like broom spinning drunk. That's not fun. Like you can have have, have a good time and have a couple of drinks, and, and everything is everything. But the fall down, pissing the pants when you. How many times I've walked to the bathroom and the guy was just just falling out, pants down to his ankles. Could have robbed him. Did anything I wanted to this cat. You know what I mean? It's like be out in public just. Pissy drunk, so it's. I mean, and it's hard. You can't, and you try to tell somebody, you know, you try to tell a grown man, hey man, you know, you need to slow down. Maybe you know, you, oh, you can't do that. And you tripping? You tripping? Yeah, like, huh? You ain't you no know. real and nigga. They, and they be always wanting to fuss and fight, man. You can't have a discussion with that. 
the alcoholic family members is like, please, just don't even, you know, it's got to be hard on the kids. <laughs> you know, they see their parents falling down drunk the whole time. I mean, and it is. It really is. It really is when you when you notice, and you're talking about the selfishness, right? Mm-hmm. The the That it puts on the family. You know what I mean? It's like, okay. You know this family member coming. You know what? You know they're gonna drink. You know they're gonna be drunk when they get there. You know they're gonna drink some more while they're there. And you gotta prepare your mind and your bathroom and everything else for this person's arrival. You know what I mean? And it puts a lot of, lot of strain. Like, and hopefully they're happy drunk. You know, you got some drunks that just love everybody. They kiss you your forehead, give you a hug, and then you got some that just. You know, want to fight and want to argue and fuss. And it's like, man, you don't even want to invite them. But then if you don't invite them, it's a problem. It's like, mm-hmm. you know. Hey, Baba Patan said alcohol is a slow poison, the same as cigarettes are. Who thinks about cirrhosis? We buried our sister last month from it. Yeah, and I'm sorry, you did. he did lose a sister to cirrhosis of the liver. I'm sorry to hear that. I lost, I lost my grandpa to cirrhosis of the liver. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow. That, isn't that like your liver cooked inside your body? Isn't that what that is? Veronica Thornton said it causes a severe a severe chemical uh, imbalance which causes brain damage, resulting in low inhibitions. They grow to love the feeling as it numbs everything else. I got you, sister. I know you're saying chemical imbalance. I had you. So, uh, yeah. You know, that's. I, I think it, it's, it starts to be that trick. Like I said, you actually can't even move away from it. You have to be weaned off of it. You know, even with, uh, what did I say? We were talking about heroin addicts. They would they use morphine or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they wean you off of it. Yeah, so, like, wow. Hey, what, what can you do? What's up, William Shelton? Y'all watching D Full Disclosure Show. Dang, I'm out with the first Big Dick Dynasty, Bobby Rich Green. Lisa, Lisa, the little lady in the house. We're talking about alcoholism. Earlier, we talked about your man, Kanye West, who probably seemed like he's an alcoholic. You know what I mean? <laughs> Some of the bullshit he be saying. But, uh... It is, man. It's a double-edged sword, especially in our community, because, you know, being a black man, sometimes, like, it's hard being sober. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's rough sometimes, and, and, and that, it's no accident why they put liquor stores on every other corner store, every other corner, and why we get the cheapest, you know what I'm saying, the cheapest, uh, uh, worst stuff in our neighborhoods. I remember uh, trying to find a 40-ounce. I didn't know no better in a white neighborhood years ago. And I'm looking for a 40-ounce of Coke 45. Like, why can't I find Coke 45 out here? Like, what kind of place is this? And I realized, man, they only sell it in the hood. You know what I mean? They only, you only going to be allowed to, Thunderbird, they don't sell that out in the suburbs. You know what I mean? And it's like being a being black in a country when they, and and it's like you you sometimes you want to numb your feelings. Sometimes yeah. you want to numb. Sometimes you you know you get a, like my man Chris Rock said. You get off the work. You gotta drink something, <laughs> and you gotta smoke something. You gotta do something. You know what I mean? But and it it, it can avalanche into and spiral into alcoholism, and then you know you 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 damaging your body. Like man, I want to be here. You know what I mean? I want to be here. Like when when you, even when we talk about like again self love. Like, I, you know, realize that I do love my, even when I'm depressed, I love myself because I still take care of myself. Mm. Even when I don't feel like it, I'm still taking care of myself. Even when I, my self-esteem is not up to par, but I still love myself because I still do the things to take care of myself. Like, you know, there's things that happened to me that I could have broke down and maybe uh, threw myself in a bottle or in a crack pipe or, you know what I mean? And I didn't, you know what I mean? And it's like, you know, I don't want to discard this, but you know, it's, it's you know, you just gotta, you just gotta want more for yourself. Well, and, and two, you know, for anybody who's struggling with any type of addiction, we we're not judging you. No, uh, we, we just hope you get the help before. You know, you just you just gotta want more for yourself, and you and maybe you can't stop tomorrow. You know what I mean? But if you want more for yourself, eventually you will stop. If you do, if you don't, then. Hey. hey, Tony Reese Jr. said, as I get older, the idea of voluntarily removing control of myself through alcohol becomes more terrifying. I definitely had to turn down going out to bars and clubs from friends that I know do things to excess. Mm-hmm. Being out of control is very scary to me. Uh, look like somebody else went on. Said Wilfield said, how our ancestors got tricked out of the land. Yep, Christopher Columbus gave them rum and guns. 
and sold the country. Then they came with a Bible and stole even more of it. Then Patrick Buffer Boy Cole said, that's why mental health needs to be addressed in our community. So we don't use alcohol or drugs as a coping mechanism. And, and, and two, you know, not to change gears, but you know, we, it's the same with food. It's the same with food, you know what I mean? You, you, we, we drunk, you know, overweight, you, you comfort food, you know what I mean? Being aware of the poison, because that's a lot of poison too. Alcohol, the poisons that they put in some of the food that we eating, but you know they, what I mean? They have panels, and they put those microbes and stuff over people's heads, you know, those things, and then they have people taste food, and they see what part of the brain it triggers. And they make food that triggers these portions yep, of the brain. Cheese, so, you, you, you know, you're, you're being manipulated. They're yeah. doing that on purpose. And most people got to eat. I saw a meme that said 99% of the stuff in the grocery store didn't exist 100 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's pretty deep. Uh, Baba Pata said, I witnessed firsthand the deterioration of her mind and body over the last few years, but not, not her soul. Also, I was an alcoholic most of my life. I stopped a few years ago. Hey, shout out to you. Yeah, man. I mean, it, went, it, it kind of got to a point in my life when, when I said I didn't want to drink, and I just stopped. Now, I don't, I'm not saying everybody can do that or whatever, whatever. I don't know if I was truly an alcoholic, but I just stopped. You know what I mean? And it was like, okay, that was it. And like maybe three, four years later, I would drink, drink, I would get back to drinking, but, you know, I get to the point where like, I don't want it. You know what I mean? I just say, hey, but. Well, Tim Whitfield went on to say, I had an alcoholic train wreck. Every now and then, I was toxic. It wasn't the alcohol or other people. It was me all of the time. But see, that's somebody taking ownership. Yeah, and that's the, I, that's I the first. Of, a lot of yeah. people that drink, they blame everybody else but themselves. Mm-hmm. Or, or for whatever addiction. I just, you know, once again, if, if they can get help, it, it's things, um, what, uh, AA. I'm pretty sure there are a lot of community centers that they can probably go to and seek help. Do they have uh, a lot of places in Canton for that as well? The little community, not community centers, but the health centers, the health like centers. Um, you said AA, the mental health yeah. centers, so what have you. So there's places. I just think that with me going through what I've been going through, mm-hmm. you know, I lost my mom, mm-hmm. and I could feel myself going into a depression. Okay. So I could feel myself have to. I like. I literally have to make myself get up out of bed to do things. And I think if I think if my cousin would come up every morning, then I probably wouldn't get out of bed until he comes home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So in drinking, like drinking is something that I could see myself getting into. So I think talking about it also helps me because I've been really fighting depression, you know, for the past couple talk. weeks. That's and that's real talk. That's real talk. One thing about depression, one thing about alcohol, I don't know for me. One thing about alcoholism and depression, it definitely goes head to head because alcohol makes you even more depressed. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like one of those things where like, and, and a lot of times that's what you want to do. Like when you're depressed, you want to get more depressed. You want to get more, you know what I mean? So you drink more and it just throws you back into a funk. But, you know, you're right talking about it because it's like, what do, what do you want for yourself? What do your... What would your mind want for you? You know what I mean? What do you want for yourself? What do you want for your kids? Like, that's how that's how I always look at it. Like, my son went to college with Dale. He went to college and he, he you know, he he's seen, you know, I, I don't drink. His mom drinks. You know what I mean? He went to college. He seen, he was like the designated driver because they all would be fucking falling out pissing. He the only one not drinking, you know, and he look, he like that. You know, that alcohol ain't for me. You know what I mean? He could see, like, he got it take him an hour just to get everybody together. You know what I mean? Because they all passed out drunk. That's the culture. You know, alcohol is embedded in the college culture, yeah. the our community culture. Like, the, you know, even the like old, the old white ladies be, you know, having a little sip and a little... You Jesus know, water yeah, water. yeah. So you know what I mean. Like, so it's embedded. Is, exactly, exactly. It's embedded in everything we do. Adriana hey, Sable said, "Drinking, uh, drinking of the wine, wine, wine." As I pour another glass, <laughs> uh, you know, it's a it's an African proverb. Hopefully, I'm saying this right. They said, "Keep in mind for those that drink to drown their sorrows, your sorrows can swim." And sorrows be drinking too, you know what I mean? They be like, <laughs> "Give me <laughs> 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 your sorrows, like give me another shot." 
Thank y'all. Wa- yeah, <laughs> y'all watch. Y'all tapped into the full disclosure show where we tell it like a TIS. Derek Lamont wins the first. Bobby Rich Green, Dick Dasley, and the little lady, the house. What's up? What's good? What's good? We're gonna go ahead and uh, get into this next topic. Wow. Keep, um, oh, we got some more. Yeah. Well, boy said, he said, I only drink to fit in. When I was by myself, I rarely drink. And you know what? I realized I, I can't drink just sitting in the house by myself. But you, as you should say, you're a social drinker. Yeah. yeah you go out. Yeah. And, and that's better. That's actually better. But, you know, when you start drinking by yourself and ain't nobody <laughs> there, that's what, that's the clue to know that you're probably an alcoholic. Hey, so what? All the people who like, yeah, my circle's so small, it's only me. I don't trust myself. Don't <laughs> those, that, that's me. Those like, like said, those were the clues that you sit by yourself with a drink and you drink half a pint. you probably alcoholic. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so uh, I want to talk about what happens to sex when when we get married. You know what I mean? We all know the narrative. You know, it's almost like it's accepted. Like, oh, you know, when you get married, you might as well forget about it. You know what I'm saying? No more sex for you. And I, I don't want to lay this all at the feet of the women, but... You know, because I know some women who are unhappy sexually, are married, and their husbands are, they don't want to do nothing but sit on the couch and drink, you know what I mean, and watch TV or play video games. They tired all the time, but, you know, for the most part, you know what I mean, like, as a man, we, you know, we talk, I've been, I've been married, I know a lot of guys that are married, and it seems like the overwhelming narrative is once you get married, eventually, you know, you had a honeymoon phase. Sometimes you do. And then after that, you know, it's over with. So we want to try to get at, get, get at the bottom of this thing, man, try to figure out what it, what, what it, what it is. Because it's too much smoke for it not to be no fire. You know what I mean? It's just it's like, you, you know, you hear this narrative and, you know, I've seen it. You know what I mean? So there's it, definitely not a false falseness but you know what 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 we want to get into the discussion man i know you you're not married miss lisa lisa and haven't been married but what would your opinion be on this here gallivant oh well just hearing from other people that are married um i hear both sides of the story i don't always it's not always just you know, they don't have sex. I've heard stories from both ends. And, you know, the older generation that I'm speaking about, they was very sexually active. You know, they was always kissing on each other and in the middle of the dance floor getting freaky and stuff. So I don't think that it's always necessary. In fact, I think maybe if you're not satisfied or if you wasn't happy, sexually before you got married then you're not gonna be happy sexually after you got married sometimes people just have sex just to get you you know what i'm saying or just to keep it just to get you where they want you to get you and then once you do what they you want you to do you got trapped or trapped as it say then there's no need for me to keep going because you're already married you ain't going nowhere but I think that it's not, I think that it just depends on the relationship, the strength of the relationship before you guys get married. Mm-hmm. Real quick, Sharia, one of the last topics, Sharia also said, true, I've seen them give babies cough syrup with alcohol in it, speaking on you about yeah. giving them kids. Dick Dosley. Well, hey, speaking of the last subject, Ted Whitfield said, I had to withdraw and get back to my court. I told myself, go out and get smashed and you're finished drinking. That's when I realized I wasn't an alcoholic's alcoholic, can't do tur- cold turkey. Then I slowly began to peel back in layers to find out why. Had to do it like baby food, slow and easy. Sankofa can be some shit, grown-up mm-hmm. shit. And we had a few uh, comments about this subject. Uh, Patrick Boy Cole said, Ugh, let's talk about something else, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> and then Taylor Whitfield said, sex or hex? We talk, we talk about sex. Sometimes it's a hex. Hey, man, just speaking from my own experience, you know, it's uh, 
the shit ain't fun because you you sitting here now. I, I'm a person that likes sex, but you know, being married to somebody who doesn't is difficult. And it's like um, marriage is a crazy contract. When you sign up for it, you don't expect someone to not be sexually active. Now, I'm not a psychologist, so put an asterisk next to this. But you know, it, you start coming up with thought processes. Okay, well maybe she don't want to have sex because. You know, as a younger woman, yeah, you were more interested in sex because it's your childbearing years. But what happens after those childbearing years up? We stay horny to the day we die. Maybe you ain't getting those chemical things that are coming in that to send them triggers to say that you you want sex. But then you'd be watching a movie and uh, Denzel Washington pop up or The Rock or somebody desirable pop up and they all like, ooh, ooh. I, I bet you you'd be getting down with that person, you know, and that so... My my experience with it, my personal experience with it is, it's it's a it's a it's a sad thing when that stuff start to happen because then you start. I could tell you just from my experience. You start looking at yourself like, hey, what's wrong with me? You know why why ain't she into this? And you know that's I'm the first sure, thing you think about. I'm pretty sure that you know women go through that too because there's a lot of men out here with low T. You know that maybe they can't do it. Mm. So she probably feel like, wow, I don't make you excited. You know, I mean, you think like that. I don't. I, Baby, I can't get you, you know, you working out, you, you eating right, you, you think that you're doing everything. I, tell you, I pay the bills, I show you I love you, I buy you stuff, I, we fly all over the world, you know, but you still can't bring yourself to have sex with me. So it's a very, very, very lonely feeling. And I think it would be on both sides. So, um, you know, I think it's, that's the grounds for divorce, to be real with you. And you can't blame people. That's why you have extramarital affairs. You know, you have, like we, we talked about this before, you have women who say, I don't feel like having sex. Go find you somebody who can. Well, if you know the person you're with, most of the time, a married man, you want to know why married men cheat. Some just cheat because it's just in them, and some cheat because they don't have a choice. But what about the ones who've been told, you got the green light, I don't even feel like doing it. Now, I don't know too many guys that say that, but I'm pretty sure it's probably been some men to tell, like, well, I, was like, I just can't keep up with you. I don't want to lose you. Go and find somebody you can have sex with. Sounds weird to me. But, you know, that's that. Oh, no. We got some more comments here? Yeah, Ted, Ted was like, right, right. Yeah, he's like, just talking about that. But it's, it's until you in it, you know, to be in a sexless relationship is a very devastating thing to your mind, your body, and your soul. It's a very unhealthy thing. But, I mean, but when, when you, go ahead. Listen. When you have, wouldn't it be, if you was, if you were with somebody for a while, wouldn't you already have an idea that they're not very sexually active before you marry them? You know what? It's clues. It's certain clues, you know. Sometimes uh, it is. It's bread comes, but sometimes it can just stop cold turkey. What they say? They said they found a, a a food that eliminates women's sex drive. Like, well, what's the food called? It's called wedding cake. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you hear jokes like that all the time because this narrative is in, like has come to be. You know, accept it like to the point where people don't, guys don't even want to get married because they they fear that this is what's going to happen. Like, because this is what everybody. I'm sorry, I don't know. And, and, and if there's some married couples out there, it, it, you know what I mean, that can that can go against what I'm saying. But I don't know no married man that's happy sexually. I don't. Not the guys I talk to. I'm not one. And, and I mean, and that that don't work. I mean, and that work. They had to worry you, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry, like, now you might be sitting there with your wife and you might be like, oh, everything's fine, but call me when she in the other room and keep it real. It's the full disclosure show. I don't know one married man that's happy sexually. I don't. And I have some theories. <laughs> okay, one of my theories is, I, I mean, I think we don't understand each other and we don't take the time to try to understand each other. Like one of the things, like I always say, women and men get married for two different reasons. Mm -hmm. Like men, we only, we get married out of love. We don't, you never find a man, You ne I never knew a guy that talked about, oh, I'm gonna be a husband, I can't wait to find a wife. You know, we be I doing. I tuxedo moment, like <laughs> yeah. I got picked up. Yeah. <laughs> this gonna be my wedding song. You know, we we just be going along, doing our yeah. our walls and tools, and next thing you know, bam, <laughs> you yeah. you run into that one, and then you fall in love, and then you want to make her happy. That's it. You know, and women get married out of security. You know, yeah. women want that whole, you know, why I'm gonna give him the milk for free? You know what I mean? Well, however that shit go, yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? So it's like, so once you, once a woman has that security, it's like finishing the, it's like running that race. You know, and you run it hard, and then you hit that finish line. Your natural uh, reaction is to slow down. I, I, I hit the finish line. I, okay, uh, you know, and you, and you stop and you catch your breath. Where the guys like, you know, I'm married now. It's going down, and then all of a sudden, you know, it doesn't go down. Yeah. And exactly, then you put a ring on it, and then it's like now she, she, put, she, she has told. Yeah, she, <laughs> she put a chance to be better. What happened to the slut I was dating? Yeah, you know. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I don't know, man. We got we got some more uh, here. Jerome here. Jerome Jackson said, "You already know I won't care either. I'm gonna hit mine either way." Tim Whitfield said, "It's mental and physical." Are very important uh, in a relationship. Regina Staple said, That is why polygamy can come in handy. I like you. Uh, Ted Whitfield said, Patriarchal programming. Patrick Bubba Boy Cole said, I will say the sex is better in my marriage when I discovered that connecting with my wife intellectually more keeps it going and listening to her more. Regina Staples went on to say, Life happens in marriages and emotions change. Marriage is hard work, and couple and a couple has to make it. And now, and I, can I can I say something about that? Go ahead. That's one thing too about sex. It's it's work. You know what I mean? It's, people get lazy, man. And, and and like for the for the women who whose whose husband won't have sex with them, that's straight laziness. Like, oh, I know you work sixteen hours. I know how it feels to be tired. Hey, it's time. I ain't never that tired. You know what I mean? I ain't never been look, that tired about look. Time. You know what I'm saying? You, you, hey, if you ready to jump on top of it, we can do this. I might be tired. Hey, get on, get on, and get on. You know what I mean? You might have to do the work tonight. Yeah, but it's the... <laughs> right, and too, man, like a lot of things. Right a now. lot of things too, like with men, like we deal with things sexually a lot of times. Like when we going through stuff, when we going through a hard time, a lot of times sex is like we we want to have sex. That's our alcohol. as a, yeah, a coping mechanism. Where like for women, when they get emotionally, when they're going through something they sexually, move they move away from they sex. Away from and so right there, we 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 clash. You know what I mean? Because like a man, you know, you could be the, that the worst thing happened to you. What was my man in the movie with when he was arm was trapped? For 37 hours or whatever. Uh, yeah, 20 and he, hours. 120 hours. What did he do? He had that other arm. He yeah, sat there yeah. and squeezed one off. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, this is the worst thing that ever happened to him. And we ain't thinking about, you know what I'm saying? looking at the girl. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, that's how we cope with a lot of things. And, like, you know, that understanding, like, it, it, it is work. It is work. Sometimes you got to have sex when you don't feel like it. You know what I mean? Ted Whitfield said, monogamy isn't natural. We live in a real matrix. Nature and math can't be altered. Hey, uh, you know what you mentioned? You, you were saying, like, I call it the happily ever after. This is my theory. We raise our daughters, like, go find your prince. And the prince comes in on his white horse and scoops, swoops her up, and they get married, and they live happily ever after. Well, any man know that once you get a woman, you know you got to take care of her and your children the rest of their lives. I believe, like... What Derek said, once some people get married, that was the end of the finish line. I did it. I accomplished what I was doing. You know, as she walking down the aisle, she looking at all her unmarried friends like, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> I got minds. I got mine. But but then it's it's work, you know. So, I mean, you know, I, 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 I live through that, you know, where it might be sex once a month or once every two months or you know, uh, once a quarter, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Divvy it out a quarterly. Your quarterly quarter has been met. You gotta coordinate. <laughs> Jerome Jackson says, You already know I won't care. Oh, he said, I won't overstate it. Kings, hands, concubines, and mistress, mistresses for a reason. When sex ain't happening, they were covered. Yeah, and, and see, that's, you know, like you said, some, some women are like pushing their. Their, their husbands off to cheat. And I'm going to say this, man. Like, you know, there are some guys who are cheaters. This is what they do. You know what I mean? That This is who they are. And if you got a man like this, it's your fault because he probably showed you. The, he ain't going to say probably. He showed you the red flags three to six months before you met him. But see, those are the ones with the women that sleep with him. Their wives would sleep with them. Yeah, because well, they know. No, no, you made a good point. Yeah, because that the competition is there. Yeah.
Shout out, unfortunately. Patrick Boy Cole said yesterday was our 17th anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, Happy anniversary. Hey, Black love. I love to see it. Next thing you know, you're going to make, man, you know my wife, white. Why would you do that? <laughs> I'm just joking. No, Black love. That's beautiful, man. Happy anniversary. That's a hard thing. It's a lot of compromise. It's a lot of talking. Yeah. Hey, you know, you know how many times you just think like, man, you know, leave this mother alone. So uh, 17 years, that's wonderful. Lisa, Lisa. Yeah. I'd like to hear from women. I mean, you know, have you have you ever been in a sexless relationship, Lisa? Yeah. So, I mean, where the guy was like, you couldn't get him to like, yeah. Whatever. So what was that like for you? Did it mess with you mentally? Did you feel like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, did that cause you to start flirting with other guys or... You know, entertaining other offers. No, I just got rid of his ass. <laughs> y'all heard that? See, women, y'all get what y'all want. Y'all cut. Men but see, hold on to but he was, but himself. he was doing a lot of dirt. You know, it wasn't just oh, he wasn't giving me none. So I just got rid of his ass. <laughs> he was doing a lot of dirt. You know what I'm saying? So that contributed with you not giving me none. Well, you can get your ass on there. What you here for? What you here for? So that's just crazy. But see, you know, that's a level when you when you have something like that and you know and you in a relationship as opposed to being married. You know what I mean? And like that people will say, Well, if if you if you're not happy, don't cheat. Just leave them. You know what I mean? But when you're married, it's like, you know, you don't wanna leave. You want your wife. You love you, you know what I'm saying? You wanna you wanna, you wanna be work. there. We wanna make it work. And then sometimes like it's like they just don't care, or or you feel like they don't care. Like you could you could be doing everything. You could be ironing my drawers. You could be cooking my food. You know what I mean, and all that thing. And we see it in pre, but if you ain't giving me you no, know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, the food don't taste good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, no, if you sit there and you start a trained dog and knock over a trash can if they that hungry. So, and that's not to compare men or women to to dogs. But it's just to say, if you're sitting here and you're denying something, how could you want, outside of a medical issue? The bubble guts. It, 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 the it bubble guts is the only excuse. So, you got the bubble guts. You know what I'm saying? I understand. Yeah, <laughs> Nobody want to have sex with the bubble guts. Tim Whitfield said your girl from Bedford was wild with it. Actually, hey, that's an inside joke. <laughs> <laughs> you going to put on blast like that? You better hold chill to it. Uh, Baba Patai said, low libido is real in serious condition. And there, there is things that yeah. women, uh, what is that called, uh, Baba Patai? It's, it's an actual, is it LDH or LVH? It's some, it's a condition that women, women get. They don't like to have, they don't that, have a that, high sex drive. They, they don't have, they don't even have, it's almost, they're almost asexual. They have no sex drive. I feel like it's just, well, you ain't got no well, sex drive for me. That's how you feel. <laughs> no, you I mean, because well, wait, well, well, you went asexual, you know, six years yeah, ago yeah, when we was, you know what I'm saying? But was, why, but why, if a woman has this condition or has a condition, why is it, why, like, why would you say that? Why would you feel that way? What if, you mean? You know what I'm saying? Like he said, if a woman has mobile beetle or whatever uh-huh. it is called, and you said, well, you didn't, you was fine six years ago. I mean, that was six years ago. I'm six years older. So my body isn't the same as it was six years ago. And maybe in certain situations, maybe that woman hasn't had a good experience with sex. And not you or you or them, but if you haven't had a good experience with sex, then you're not going to be enthused with sex. Well... I'm going to pull from my own experience. I can say, like, for me personally, you know, when I was married, you know, it was right in the heart. You know, I had when I had babies, you know, when you have babies, shit changes. You know what I mean? You, you're not going to it's not going to be how it was when you have little rugrats running around. And, you know, you know, me, you know, for me personally, it was like, OK, I understood that it was going to be times where we're going to have we weren't going to do nothing. Where we're going to be no sex. But I still would like to like want to be wanted, like you know, just let oh man, when these kids go to sleep, I'm teared up. You know what I mean? I can, you know, even if <laughs> even right, but even like, but even if that's the case, even, hey, but even if that was the case, like the fact that that I know I'm I'm still desired was enough for me. Like until I knew 
you know, we can get these kids out of the way. Like, but you know, when you get to the point where like, and you like, man, you talked about it before. We talking about sex, but really it's intimacy. It's you know what I mean? It's not always sex. And I want to be like, because we like men, you know, it's got to always, you know, bang, 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 bang like pops. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you know, sometimes it's just the intimacy. Sometimes it you, is. you know what I mean? We want to feel wanted to. You know what I mean? Women get told beautiful all the fucking time. Yeah. They go to the corner store, the A-Rabs tell them they're beautiful. They had the job, somebody yeah, tell them they're beautiful. The bus, right? <laughs> I mean, but they do. They get, you know, motherfuckers in the inbox all day long telling them how beautiful they is. It was, I, don't, I don't have that. I mean, we don't have, no, you know, unless you, you know what I'm saying, Samara Moore or somebody, you know what I'm saying? You don't get that. You know what I mean? You, 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 you like, now we... open up your woman inbox. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, hey, so it's deeper than just the sex. I don't want to make it so, like, for a woman, who is asexual there's still ways there's things she can do to, to still be sexual to her man there's still things she can do to let her man know that she desires him and she wants him and she loves him you know what I mean and vice versa and, okay, yeah and vice, and vice versa yeah. you know what I mean yeah. and, and, and you know if you, you got somebody that love you they understand like I, I'm as understanding as I fucking get you know what I mean but you know you got to give me something you know what I mean don't just leave me hanging in the lurch Hey Ted, I can't read these comments on here, man. Y'all go to the comment section. It's going, it's going down in the comment section. Hey man, I feel I need to uh, talk about this carnitine that I just took. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, no, this, that is it's real serious, man. And sometimes I do hear it from women who husbands. Yeah, I've heard it. I've heard it. I've heard. It. I've definitely heard it. I mean, so I don't want to make this a hundred percent. Like yeah, I don't want to yeah. try to throw my sisters on the bus. Please don't. Get me wrong, you know what I mean? Because I've seen it the other way around, too. And you know what? And, and real talk, because we gentlemen, your husband not having sex with you. Call me and just talk to me. <laughs> I come counsel you. I got a 12-step program. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, call, call old Pastor Wilson. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? <laughs> call Pastor Wilson. I Pastor Wilson. Pastor Wilson's church. Like, hey. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Say Pastor. Uh, shoot, man. But um, no, no, man, that, it's a it's a hard thing. I, I wouldn't want anybody to go through that, male or female, you know, because it it, it is a uh, it's a deflator. It's definitely a deflator. You that you go do that could cause alcoholism. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, get drunk because she wasn't attractive when I came in here, but the drunker I get, the better she looked. But and yeah, so you know, it's like it's just one of them. It's just one of them things, and. It, it does. It's, it is work. It is work, and it, it's part. It, you know, I, I don't think. I don't think people look at it like it's work. Like you know, this is something. You know, and, and I don't. You don't want it to be work. Like it kind of hurts your feelings. Yeah, man. like all right, all right, go ahead. Like come on, hurry up. <laughs> Y'all don't even want it now. Excuse me, man. I'd but rather touch myself. <laughs> But uh, y'all, we want to thank everybody for uh, who joined us, man, on the full disclosure show. Derek Lamont wins the first Dick Daphne, Bobby Rich Green. Lisa Lisa, little lady of the house, man, is all love all day. You know, we're going to keep pushing this thing forward. Copy, share it, like it. Uh, uh, Check the the podcast out on Stitcher, Spotify, Breaker. You know what I mean? And uh, we're trying to push this thing forward. I, I keep saying I think it's important. And uh, we want to get it out there to as many ears and eyes as we can. We appreciate y'all help and support. And, uh, man, for, tell the people you love them, man. Tomorrow's not a promise. And, uh, hey, great show today, y'all. Great show. Hey, thank you all. Thank you. And, uh, all right, what's up, Jerome Jackson? We out. Peace.